Welcome to Zichud Davsi. My name is Rabbi Abraham Goldai, and today we're Sekhus Sukkah Daf Ramad Beis, the third parak Luv Hagazel. So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one, Rapapa asks Nechelka Atiyomus Mahu. If the Tiyomus is split in two, what is the halacha? The Tiyomus is the middle double leaf that grows from the top of the Luv spine and forms its tip. Rashi explains that the leaf is called the Tiyomus because the leaves are attached like to Umim, twins. Rapapa is asking in a case where the Tiyomus is split all the way down to the spine, so that the top of the spine is split. The Gemara answers, Rabbi Yochan said, and then Rabbi Yishuv and Levi, Nitla Tiyomus puzzle. If the Tiyomus was removed, the Luv is puzzle. My love to Hua Din is it not presumable that the same halacha applies if the Tiyomus is split? The Gemara assumes that the removal of the Tiyomus makes the Luv puzzle because it then lacks Hadar, and the same would apply when it's split. The Gemara rejects this answer, saying that the case of where the Tiyomus was removed is different to Ha'achasole, because then the Luv is deficient. Another version of Rabbi Yochan's statement has him state that a split tumus is considered as if it's removed and the rule of his puzzle. Pointing to Rabina said to Ravashi, on what basis do we know that Kapos Tamarim requires us to take a lulav, which is the pine palm branch whose leaves hug its spine? Ema Karusa, say that the Torah refers to a hardened branch. Rashi explains that this is a palm tree branch that has hardened for two or three years. Many stems branch off the center one and have hardened and point in different directions. Ravashi responded, We require that the will be tied together, and this condition is lacking in a hardened branch. When Ravina counters the Emo Ufsa, would say that the puzzle refers to a log from the trunk of the palm tree, Ravashi responded, Kapus the Ekaparu. The expression tied up implies that there is a possibility for it to be separated. And this one, referring to the log, is permanently tied up. When they were asked, but say that the Pasuk refers to a palm shoot, which is a branch that is one or two years old and has begun to harden, but the stems protruding from it still can be bent back and tied to it. Abai said, Its ways are pleasantness and all its pathways are peace. Rashi explains that since a palm shoot has thorny projections, it's unpleasant for one to hold. And point number three is Tana Bryce regarding identifying Ahadas. Anaf eitz avos, sha'anafav chofin as eitzo. The term a shoot of the plated tree refers to a species whose shoots cover its branches. And which species is this? It's a hadas. Another brisa described the hadas. The term shoot of the plated tree implies kalua kamin klia vidomu shalshelis. That the tree's leaves are plated like a braid and similar to an interlocking chain. And this is the reference to a hadas. Rebelezer Yaakov says the term refers to eitz shatam eitz ovapirio shava a tree whose wood and fruit taste like, which is a reference to Hadas. The Gemara asks what the case is of a twig that is plated, and Rafuda said that it's where the leaves stand, tlasa tlasa tarpe vikina, in clusters of three on each base. Rav Kahana said, a field tray v'chad, even if they stand in pairs with the third one overlapping each pair. So once again, three points are number one. Rav Papa asked, nechogatiyomus mahu, if the tiyomus was split in two, what is the halacha? The tiyomus is the middle double leaf that grows from the top of the of spine and forms its tip. Rashi explains that the leaf is called the tumus because the leaves are detached like to umim, twins. What Papa is asking in a case where the tumus is split all the way down to the spine so that the top of the spine is split. The Gemara answers, the Rav Yochan said in the Imr Shuban Levi, Nitla tumus puzzle. If the tumus was removed, the of is puzzle. My love, duhua din nechaka, is it not presumable that the same Allah applies if the tumus is split? The Gemara assumes that the removal of the tumus makes the lul puzzle because it then lacks hadar, and the same would apply when it's split. The Gemara rejects this answer, saying that the case where the Tumus was removed is different, because then the Lub is deficient. Another version of Rabbi Yochan's statement has him state that a split Tumus is considered as if it's removed, and the Lub is possible. Point number two, Ravina said to Ravashi, on what basis do we know 
that Kapos Tamarim requires us to take a lulav, which is a pine palm branch whose leaves hug its spine. Ema Harusa, say that the Torah refers to a hardened branch. Rush explains that this is a palm tree branch that has hardened for two or three years. Many stems branch off the central one and have hardened and point in different directions. Ravashi responded, but in Kapos Valeka, we require that the lulav be tied together, and this condition is lacking in the hardened branch. When Ravina counters the Ufsa, but say the Pazik's referring to a log from the trunk of the palm tree, Ravashi responded, Kafus Makal de Ikaparud. The expression tied up implies that there's a possibility for it to be separated. Baha'i Kafus Olam. And this one, this log is permanently tied up. When the Gemara asks the Kufra, but say the Pazik refers to a palm shoot, which is a branch that is one or two years old and has begun to harden, but the stems protruding from it still can be bent back and tied to it, Abai said, its ways are pleasantness, and all its pathways are peace. Or she explains that since a palm shoot has thorny projections, it's unpleasant for one to hold. And point number three, it was taught in a Bryce regarding identifying a hadas. Anaf eats avos, sha'anafav chofin es eitzo. The term a shoot of the plated tree refers to a species whose shoots cover its branches. And which species is this? It's the hadas. Another Bryce to describe the hadas, the term shoot of the plated tree implies that the tree's leaves are plated like a braid and similar to an interlocking chain, and this is a reference to a hadas. Rabbi Yazim Yaakov says the term refers to eitz, shatam eitz, or perio shava, a tree whose wood and fruit taste alike, which is a reference to a hadas. The Gemara asked what the case is of a twig that is plated, and Rabbi said that's where the leaves stand, tlasa tlasa tarbibikina, in clusters of three on each base. Ravkana said, a view of Trevachad, even if they stand in pairs, with a third one overlapping each pair. Alright, so now we go to the Simon for Dafalama base, and our standard Simon is a mad scientist in a lab. A mad scientist in a lab. So here goes. The mad scientist working in a sukkah lab on developing a species of lulav where the tumus never split ended up producing a mutant thorny lulav that was plated like a braid and looked more like a hadas. Once again, it's a motion. The mad scientist working in a sukkah lab, mad scientist in a lab? That must be learned off Lamed Beis. The mad scientist working in a sukkah lab on developing a species of lulav where the tumus never split, which reminds us, Rabbi Papa asked what the halakha is in a case where the tumus is split all the way down to the spine so that the top of the spine is split. The Gemara gives two different versions of what Rabbi Yochanan said in the name of Rabbi Shubin Levi, one suggesting that the tumus is kosher, whereas if it was removed, it'd be possible. The other one saying that a split tumus is as if it's removed. So the mad scientist working in a sukkah lab on developing a species of lulav, where the tumus never split, ended up producing a mutant thorny lulav, which reminds us, Ravina said to Ravashi, on what basis do we know that kapos tamarim requires us to take a lulav, which is the pliant palm branch whose leaves hug its spine? So a number of alternatives are suggested which are rejected, one being that the Gemara has, the Emakufra, but say the puzzle refers to a palm shoot, which is a branch that is one or two years old and has begun to harden, but the stems protruding from it still can be bent back and tied to it. Abai said, Its ways are pleasantness, and all its pathways are peace. But she explains that since the palm shoot has thorny projections, it's unpleasant for one to hold. So the mad scientist working a sukkah lab on developing a species of lulav, where the tumors never split, ended up producing a mutant thorny lulav that was plated like a braid and looked more like a hadas. Which reminds us, it was taught in Bryce regarding identifying a hadas, anav eitz avos, sha'anafav chofim as eitzo. The term of shoot of the plated tree refers to a species whose shoots cover its branches, which is a hadas. Another Bryce has stated that the term shoot of the plated tree implies kalua kamin kliya vidomun shal shalas, that the tree's leaves are plated like a braid and similar to an interlocking chain, 
And this is a reference to Hadas. The Gemara asks, what's the case of a twig that's plated? And Rav Yudah said, it's where the leaves stand, tlasa tlasa tarpe bikina, in clusters of three on each base. Rav Ghana said, afilo trevachad, even if they stand in pairs, with the third one overlapping each pair. So once again, the mad scientist working in a sukkah lab on developing a species of lulav, where the tumors never split, ended up producing a mutant thorny lulav that was plated like a braid and looked more like a hadas. All right, now we go to our four-blot back chazorah. Tav Chavches. So the symbol Chavches is a strong man. Koach. A strong man. So here goes. The strong man. Strong man. That must be more Tav Chavches. The strong man who was furious when birds kept burning up over a sukkah and falling over his heavy weights, which reminds us it was Tana Bryce that Hillel Zakin and 80 Talmudim, 30 of whom were worthy that the Shekin should rest upon them as they did on Moshe Benu, 30 of whom were worthy that the sun should stand still for them as they did for Yeshua Ben Nun, and there were 20 who ranked in between them. The greatest of them was Jonas ben Uziel, and the least of them was Rabbi Yochum and Zakeh. After enumerating all the capabilities of Rabbi Yochum and Zakeh, that it says about Jonas ben Uziel that when he sat and learned Torah, any bird that flew over him was immediately burned. So the strong man who was furious when birds kept burning up over a sukkah and falling all over his heavy weights, stormed past a group of women eating outside the sukkah. Which reminds us, the Gemara asks why we need a halakha l'mushimisinah to teach that women are put from sukkah if it's a mitzvah zasteh mangrama. Abai answered that Snida is otherwise one might have thought Teshu came to Duro. The Torah's command, you shall dwell in sukkahs, implies you should dwell in a sukkah the same way you dwell at home. Just as in a home a man and his wife dwell together, so too in a sukkah a man and his wife should dwell together. Rav has said that Halakha Moshe Misina is necessary to exempt women from sukkah, for one might have thought that the Gezer Shavah of Chamishasar Chamishasar, the link sukkahs to Pesel, comes to teach that just as women are chayv and achilz matzah, even though it's a mitzvah grama, so too they're chayv and sukkah. So the strong man who was furious when birds kept burning up over a sukkah and falling all over his heavy weights, stormed past a group of women eating outside the sukkah and broke down the door only to find a little old man learning chumash and reviewing Mishnayas. Which reminds us that Bryson describes how a person should make a sukkah dear's keva, such as bringing his nice kalim and beautiful linens to the sukkah, also states Mishanim Basuki. He analyzes his Torah learning in the sukkah. We're asked if this is correct, since Rav said that reading chumash and reviewing Mishnah should be done in the sukkah, but analyzing the Torah can be done outside the sukkah. Rashi explains that the fresh air outside helps one have a clear mind. The Gemara answers that the Bryce is referring to review material that he already clarified was Rav is referring to new material. Tav Chav Tess, so the similar Chav Tess is a cot. So here goes. As the empty cot, cot, that must be more than Tav Chav Tess. As the empty cot in the sukkah got soaked in the rain, while the family ate inside, which reminds us, it was taught in the bright that if one was eating in a sukkah and it began raining and he left the sukkah and continued his meal in his house, that even if it stops raining, we do not trouble him to go back into the sukkah until he finishes his meal and wishes to eat another meal. Rush explains that once he sat down to continue his meal, he's no longer chayev to return to the sukkah, even if it stops raining. And similarly, if one was sleeping in the sukkah and began raining, and he left his sukkah and went to sleep in his house, even if it stops raining, we do not trouble him to go back to the sukkah until it becomes light when dawn begins to break. So as the empty cot in the sukkah got soaked from the rain, while the family ate inside, the master poured a pitcher on the face of a thief, which reminds the Mishnah brought a mushroom from when one is forced out of the sukkah because of rain, to what is compared to a slave who came to pour wine for his master, and he poured a pitcher of water on his face. The Gemara here brings a bright that clarifies that it's as if the master spilled a pitcher of water on the slave's face and said to him, I don't desire your service. So as the empty cot in the sukkah got soaked from the rain, while the family ate inside, the master poured a pitcher on the face of a thief, who tried to sneak in and steal his lulav. Which reminds the opening mission of the third parak states, a lulav hagazel v'hiyavish puzzle. A stolen lulav or a dry one is puzzled. The asks regarding a stolen lulav that it's understandable that on the first day of the Chag, it's possible because it's written lechem, 
You shall take for yourselves on the first day the Dal of Minim, which implies Mishalachem, they should be your own property. But why on the second day of the Chag should a stone will be puzzle? Rabbi Yochanan said in Rabbi because it's a mitzvah that's brought about through an Avera. An object that's acquired through an Avera is unfit for use in the performance of a mitzvah. So the Simr Dafalamid is a Molamid, or a Rebbe. So here goes. The Rebbe, Rebbe, that must be more in Dafalamid, Molamid. The Rebbe riding on a lame goat who made sure all his Talmudim paid the toll, which reminds us that the source for a mitzvah Baba Aver comes from a comparison of the Pusik that links stolen offerings to lame ones, just as a lame animal cannot be repaired as the blemish renders it permanently unfit to be offered, so too a stolen offering cannot be repaired, and it makes no difference whether it's before Yeish or after Yeish. The more then brings the mush of a king paying his own tolls to serve as an example to travelers to not avoid the tolls, when the nimshal being that Hashem wants Yin to learn from him to distance themselves from theft. So the Rebbe riding on a lame goat who made sure all his Talmudim paid the toll got stopped by cops searching for stone who loving being used on the second day of Sukkot, which reminds us that the brings Rebbe Yitzchak Bar Nachmani who said in the name of Shmuel that a stone lulav is only possible on the first day of Yantav. But on the second day of the Chag and thereafter, the rule is that since a person can be Yotze with a bold lulav, he can be Yotze with a stone one. While she explains that Rebbe Yitzchak Bar Nachmani holds that the only reason a stone lulav cannot be used on the first day is the Torah's requirement that it be his own property. Just as on the second day he may use a bold lulav, he may use a stolen one. So the Rebbe riding on a lame goat who made sure all his Talmudim paid the toll got stopped by cops searching for stolen lulav and being used on the second day of Sukkot, while a nearby merchant instructed Nachim to cut Hadassim twigs before giving them to him. Which reminds us of Rabuna's guidance to the Dalad Mini merchants regarding selling Hadassim, that they should let the Nachim cut the twigs themselves, since Nachim generally steal the land in which the Hadassim trees grow, the Karka and in Exelis, but land cannot be stolen. This way, the Yesh Balim will be in the Nachri's hands, and the Shinui Rishus will be in the merchant's hands. Daflamidolf, so the Sim Daflamidolf is the law we use a judge. So here goes. The woman screaming at the judge, judge, that must be more Daflamidolf, the law. The woman screaming at the judge sitting in the sukkah made from wood, she claimed was stolen, which reminds us that Abraisa stated, If one stole pieces of wood and made a sukkah with them, all agree that the original owner has the right to receive only the value of the wood, and the robber may keep the sukkah. And the Gemara brings an incident of the elderly woman who screamed at Rav Nachman, who was sitting in a sukkah made of wood that was stolen from her, and he told her that all she gets is the Dmei so the woman screaming at the judge sitting in the sukkah made from wood she claimed was stolen became enraged when he gave her a dry lulav and an old escrow against compensation and told her they were kosher. Which reminds us it was taught in Bryce a Yavish puzzle, Rebuda Maksher. A dry lulav is puzzle, but Rebuda is Maksher. Rabbi said that the Malchoks pertains to a lulav, but not to the esrog. The Rabban Sabre Makshin Lulav Le Esrog, for the Rabban hold that we make a hekish between the Lulav and the Esrog as follows. Ma Esrog by Hadar, Af Lulav by Hadar. Just as the Esrog requires beauty, so to the Lulav requires beauty, whereas Rabbi Yudah holds that we do not make the hekish and the Lulav does not require beauty. Rabbi continued, however, concerning the Esrog, everybody agrees it requires beauty. The Gemara refutes this on the fact that Rabbi Yudah is Makshir, an old Esrog. So the woman screaming at the judge sitting in the sukkah made from wood, she claimed was stolen, became enraged when he gave her a dry lulav and an old esrog as compensation, and told her they were kosher, and not to worry that the lulav was split. Which reminds us, the Mishan Daf Chavtez Amabe stated in Niktam Roshul Puzzle, if the lulav's top is clipped off, 
It's possible Rabbi Huna said they only taught this concerning the case where the top is actually clipped off, a balnistak kasher. But if it was merely split, the lulav is kosher. When a brice was brought that says a split lulav is puzzle, what Papa answered, the brice refers to the case where the lulav was made like a hymnak. Rashi explains the brice is not referring to a lulav whose leaves have split open, but rather to a lulav that grew in the shape of a hymnak, which is a metal tool used by silvering that is forked at one end. If the lulav grew in the shape, it appears to have two spines with the leaves reaching in opposite directions. Such a lulav is puzzle, but a lulav whose leaves have split open is kosher. Alright, so that concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Evangel, and wish you a great day and great learning.